Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. And I welcome you to the very first in-person podcast for Survivor 3BS. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me, i got my mate, Mac, sitting right next to me. How you doing, Mac? Buckles, my man. What a momentous occasion. Uh, in the flesh, in person. We just watched the episode together. What a great episode for one, and then two, to see your face while I'm talking to you for the first time, is, it's, it's amazing. What a, what, a, what a moment. And then we have someone else here in the room with us. Can you, can you imagine? We got a, we've got Adam Ritter. Mr. Adam Ritter, how you doing, son? Mate, what a momentous occasion. I'm flattered to enjoy your company as we watch what is, and will forever go down as one of my favourite episodes of the season, because it's so funny, the last time I was here on the podcast, I was... Not very complimentary towards one particular individual, <laughs> and then that particular individual went home. So, let's let's not get into this. Let's yeah. remember, beers are flowing. We're enjoying each other's company. <laughs> we're all here. We're having a great time. And yes, Bruce went home. Some of us are happy about it. Some of us aren't. Not all of us are happy. I'll just say that. Not all of us are happy. Not all of us are happy. But most of us. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Tell me why you're happy. Why I'm happy because this man has terrorised my screen. Okay, terrorised is a bit of an exaggeration. But for, for the bulk of this uh, show, we every time we've seen a clip of Bruce for the most part, except maybe last week where he did get a lot of sympathy points, which I think now is a, a, a bit of a sympathy visibility spike before he got home, um, or he got got. Um, this man about how he's so good at the game, how he's you know coming into it as a minor celebrity, and he's just <laughs> you know, and he's these younguns don't know anything, and I'm here to teach them, and it's like, I guess they got you. I guess they got you, Bruce. I, I wouldn't say he's like coming in thinking he knows the game. I just think he had a little bit of an aura about him. He's obviously an ex-player. You know, one day, whatever. I think after last week, I really got a soft spot for Bruce. I was rooting for him. I really was going forward. And you think, okay, he's going to be safe this week. There's no doubt he's not going to go. He's not going home. He has an idol. Why wouldn't you play it? And and to, to go there, it, it blows my mind to not play this idol. I mean, Emily's done a wonderful job to manipulate him, as she said, several times. But what is he thinking? Like, what is he actually... Come on. You, you know you're on the bottom. You've spread this lie about the knowledge is power, losing your idol. And you still don't play it. No one believed the lie. Well, you, you've we'll told it to the, you've told yeah, it to Katura, the wrong person. But dude, let's, 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 that literally contradicts everything you're going for in this episode. Okay, if you're telling people you don't have the idol, you then play the idol to mm. fuck them up. It's nice and simple. It's so stupid. Unfortunately, Bruce, I loved you last last episode, but. This episode, not your best, not your best. You, there was a little bit of a let's issue. Let's say like. the worst. Let's say the worst. It was one of the worst plays. When someone goes home with an That's idol, not one of the worst plays. Well, when someone goes home no, with an idol, it's not even top five. Well, when someone goes home with an idol, it's bad. It's a bad play. It's always in the conversation of one of the worst plays. Like when you think like worst plays of all time, it's James, like, two idols. You know, James with two idols. You think of Simon Australian Survivor two idols. <laughs> You know, you join the Hall of Fame of worst plays if you leave home with two. When you leave home with one, it's still pretty bad. Yeah, but I think we can put this down to maybe Emily. It's not... I mean, it's on Bruce for sure, but, like, she did a lot of work to get him not to play it. I think that's extremely important to remember because we can't just blame Bruce. We have to credit someone, and I think that person is Emily. But the thing I don't get... Like, I've said this before on other podcasts... This idea of hoarding idols forever, like, you need to be willing to let them go. Like, they're supposed to save you, and to not use them 
at all, you'd rather play it wrong than not play it. And I think this is this is proof of that. And um, I mean, Bruce will get this for the rest of his life for sure. Well, let yeah. me ask you this: Do you think it's the new era of like earning idols? Even though I do think like post merge, they kind of stop that earning idol stuff and they just kind of rehide them. When I've seen them rehid in this new era, do you think that's kind of making the players less likely to want to? play them and just think they'll find another one because the days of, say, Ben Dreberg and just playing an idol week after week are, are gone? Yeah. Look, look, they've definitely they've definitely made the idol play better in this new era. Like, there's the, what, what the most we've had is four idols sure. in a season. Sure. This is this is good. Okay? This, this minimises that risk. The issue that we have is when someone has an idol, they're almost automatically immune. Yeah. For that many episodes, yeah, like mm-hmm. we look at Xander, implicit he, immunity, implicit immunity. Yeah, he he literally he got more than halfway through the merge, being aimed at, having an idol, having implicit immunity to the point that he didn't need to play his idol for the rest of it because no one cared about him. Yeah, he yeah. played no, he, there was no gameplay there. But that's why they've added those expiries on, right? Like they want to like if you're a producer and you're producing the, the series, you want to see the idol actually get played. Like, it isn't that fun. All the, like, it is fun tonight for me seeing someone who's just... <laughs> <laughs> home with one. Yeah. But for the most part, you want to see it played because when it gets played and there's not, like, the standard vote split, crazy stuff happens, it's right? a, Yeah, it's a great moment. But I think the thing with implicit immunity and vote splitting is implicit immunity is all well and good until there's enough numbers to split a vote. And I think what Bruce got conned into was this fact that maybe there's not enough numbers to split. Maybe I have three to four people on my side that don't have enough to split because Emily is sort of assured him that maybe Emily, Bruce, and Jake was enough to get this vote through. Yeah. But, I mean, we see Jake vote for Bruce. Emily's also on the plan. So it, I think it's just all down. Emily she's did a great job and, and really convinced him that we're not splitting it on six. Six people aren't splitting the vote. So it's it, yeah, if they're trying to split it, we can jump on the other side. We can get Mum and Jay out and, and you know run the game from there. But... You do, you hit the nail on the head, okay? This is literally, Emily has lined this up because that implicit immunity is gone because he has to play. He has to, he comes into this having to play. There is no splitting, there's three before, there's everyone against it. And Emily makes him think he has everyone with him, okay? He makes him think he has four, they're splitting the votes, however they go, it turns out it's a Mm 3-1. Four does get over that. Okay. I think the big question here over everything is was this the right move for Emily? The real plan for me um, you can see like the fact that we're even calling her mum and Jane now God it just it's giving shades of third p- person third seat at the finale zero vote zero, zero vote everyone finals. feels that their mum voted them out and she you know like it's, it's happening. It's starting to happen. And if I'm a player knowing that and coming in with that knowledge, I would want to get that person out because when you've got that zero vote getter, it, they are just taking a seat that you could hopefully occupy and maybe try and win, right? That was that was not what we heard in this episode, but we've got Katora mm. saying you don't want to go to the final three with someone called Mama. Let's look back. Let's look back in history. Let's go back to 30. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got Mama C. She loses. Okay, let's go back to twenty. Let's go back to twenty six. Let's go back to Dawn. She loses the Brenda thing. Yeah, that that yeah. went to shit. This mama archetype does not win at the end. Okay, because and they take it bitterly. Yeah, yeah, they take it bitterly. They take everything personally, and this is the issue here. I think I think we saw that with with Kendra on the jury. Like you could see her face when when uh, Julie's like, I can't even look at Kendra, and Kendra's like just pissed. 
because they have this motherly figure to them, and then when you vote someone out, you sort of you, they, they feel bitter towards you more than anyone else because you think, oh, that was my mum. She's supposed to love me. She's supposed to take care of me, and they don't. So that's why I, I think keeping Julie in the game is fine, but you have mm. to know that she's going to clog up the end game taking one of those spots. So for everyone else, it's fine to take it to the end. I don't think there's any issue with that. I think it's actually the right thing to do because, I mean, the perception that every Survivor fan has is these people can't win. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of, like, the Bruce versus Julie sort of argument for Emily, I do think it was the right idea taking Bruce out. I think Emily's in a good spot regardless. And I think if, if Julie goes and the three before breaks up, it opens the game up maybe too much at this point for Emily. Emily's in a great spot at seven now with three before. But if this Reba 4 is disintegrated and there's, there's probably like three floaters in Jake, Brutes and Katura, there's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot harder game for Emily to get into the end and win, I think. Yeah. I, I, I agree completely. So, okay, say this does pull off. Say the fake plan is a real plan. Emily, Katura, Jake, Bruce, they get together, okay? Reba 4, they lose Mama Julie. The Reba 4 hold tight. The Reba 3 now, okay? In Drew, Austin, and Deke, they hold tight. There is no breaking between the three of them because now they're on the bottom. They have to defend themselves. They have to fight the power. They have to go against those four. Those four are easy to get to. There are so many cracks between Katora, Bruce, Jake, and Emily. Yeah, it is. It's 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 easy. And the final three become D, Austin, Drew. It is yeah. that simple. Emily makes the yeah. right move here. I think so. Okay, she gets out. Emily's best path is hoping that the Reba four fuck each other over at like the final five, the final six, and she's part of that by being close to them. She's one of their numbers, and all of a sudden she slips through to the final three. If she does this move now, the fake the fake move being the real move, <laughs> she's dead in the water. Because they hold strong, yeah. and they know she's the she's the issue. They know that she was the one that got this together because the be- the old bellows cannot do shit. They can't do shit. And I think for her, maybe she's seeing a, 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 like for her a path to the end. And we've seen this a lot is where you're that pendulum, or or you're that fulcrum in the middle where you're the deciding vote, but but it's not known or is always apparent that you're mm. the deciding vote, or you're kind of in between things. And when it is your time to strike and you can make that crucial move and flip, it allows you to flip and just make that end road to the game a lot clearer for you. And I think Emily, yeah, like you said, she's not stupid. She knows... She's so analytical at this game and we see it all the time in those constant confessionals. We really get a lot of her perspective. Um, I do think that, yeah, look, it was the right call because Bruce's threat level was getting to this point where... It was kind of dangerous. Like again, even in this challenge, he only—he was second he place. Like lost, yeah. he only yeah. just lost. Like there was a massive risk in keeping Bruce around that there would be more of these kinds of endurance challenges, and he would surprise you and win. And and then what? You know, you've got Bruce and Emily and the Reba Four at final six, and Bruce wins. You're out, Emily. Like, like I think that's yeah, a possibility. I, it's, a, it's definitely a harder road. And I, I just think. Um, at the end of the day, without without Couture in on this plan as well, it was never really going to happen. And and why would Couture not want to vote Bruce out? We've seen all season this the Couture Bruce fighting, and it, it's sort of it's come to this sort of you know anticlimactic ending, really. Like yeah. where Emily gets the move. Well, well, yeah, where Couture's <laughs> like you fucked up. Yeah, where like she's voted out Bruce, but it's not really her plan. Nothing. She just got along with it, and I would have thought. 
based on what we've seen all, all season, isn't going to be a bigger thing. But without Couture on board, they really only had the three votes of Jake, Bruce, and Emily. And if they wanted to do something, Jake's still on three as well. So it's going to be a tie vote. They're going to lose out anyway. So she needed a fourth member in Couture. We don't know. Maybe Couture is not, not interested in it, or maybe Emily just says, hey, it's not the right plan right now. Mm. Uh, the way I see it happening, we said this last week, I stick by this. The Reba four, go with Emily to five, and Emily is in the middle of the four. She can go with Drew and Austin or or, M, or D and Julie, and then she probably wins in either scenario, I think. Look, I, I'm going to slash back on you a little bit. I genuinely think if Emily wanted to make this happen, she could have. She had... With what numbers? No, no, with the, with the numbers we've talked about, with Katora. You saw the conversation that she had with Katora, where Katora, where she's like, who do you think we should go? And Katora's like, oh, you go to the final three with someone called Mama... That's bad. Yeah. She she brings she gets Katora in a throw. Why's Katora here, Bruce? Man, yes. I, no, no, I, com- I completely, I, I completely agree. This is this is hardcore hypothetical. I just believe if anyone has this on this show, Emily's got this. Okay, she has relationships. You can see she is talking to every single person this episode except Dave that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, that's and, true. Okay, yeah. she is talking to every single person. She has a relationship. She has the chance. If anyone was going to pull this off. It was Emily. But I think we've worked this out now. Mm. The right move was Bruce. Yeah. The wild card, the issues of keeping those old Bellow together and her being the name. Old Reba, if Julie goes home, knows it's Emily because none of the Reba, none of the old Bellow can do this. None of the old Bellow can get these guys all together. No, absolutely. And I think for, for what you want to do moving forward in the game... It, it is just a case of like understanding more people, uh, understanding the relationships with more of the players, right? And Emily does seem to get Drew and Austin a lot better. They, they match each other's energy. They understand. She's also, you know, and we'll talk about this reward, I think built really strong relationships with Dee and Julie when we're starting to see like shades of that. So you're right uh, that, you know, Buckles and Mac, like she's in that power position. And she's, you know, really just sort of bolstering that up uh, week after week. Oh, 100%. Like, we see her on, like, the girls' reward, and, and she's with all the females, which are all still in the game at this final seven vote, which, yeah, I don't want to say girls' alliance, but, hey, it could happen. Um, so she's in a good spot. She's obviously got the four, the three girls she just spent this, this reward with, Austin and Drew in her pocket sort of thing, mainly Drew, but Austin's there. And then Jake, who she sort of has something with. I guess she's sort of feeding him something. And there's, there's, there's options there's there moving forward. There. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just think she's in a perfect spot. Like, last week we did a, a, a draft on who we think's going to win. Dee was the top of the pig because everyone had said, oh, if Dee gets there, she's going to win. And I'm yeah. like, she's not going to get there. And my top pick was Emily because I think she has so many relationships with everyone now. She's got the best story out of everyone. She went to all this, you know, the pre-merge stuff as well. And she's now she's sort of dictating what's happening. She's now got this move on Bruce, like, I, I convinced him not to play the idol. So it's huge. Like, this, she has a resume which stands up against probably anyone else in the game, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would say, if, you know, obviously we don't have to do this and rank who's got the highest chance of winning, but yeah, I would easily say um, Emily's... We did, that, we did it last week. So. We did it last week. <laughs> you might have missed out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm just going to, like... Continue to agree and say Emily number one. Bruce was okay. third pick. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was really nice shit. Um, look, look, you br- you brought it up. Let's talk about it. Emily's choice to bring the three girls on the reward. 
This is awesome. I don't know if this is just me, but I like she's she's found it. She's found the cheat code yeah. to yeah. rewards. She's made a boys' night, a girls' night. Mm. Everyone's happy. No one cares. Don't get me wrong. In the moment, they might be like, "Oh, why didn't she take me? Why didn't she take me?" And then they get back, and it's like boys' night. The boys are fat. <laughs> the boys are bourbon. And then the girls go over, and they they get the love. They they're enjoying. They get the cry. It's it's awesome. I mean, this is funny because I know because sometimes we do talk about quote unquote the strategy at rewards and how it can kind of be this game changing thing. But I do wonder, you know, with the with the lower budget rewards we've been seeing, with <laughs> you know, let's just say low budget because you know it's twenty six. The, sa- the sanctuary, yeah, <laughs> you know, good things happen. Was that um, one out of the bar- <laughs> was the one out of the bargain bin? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they look. They uh, yeah, the rotisserie chicken, the wine, the wine was more sangria. I mean, it's I like sangria. Very very. <laughs> but it's easy to make. Anyway, my point is, you know, people aren't as devastated when they're not on rewards a little bit. But I think this reward in particular, with the letters from home, people, people being, were crying. People were crying. They were losing their damn minds. Which you know, us um, us game bots find it hard to understand. But we do, but we do understand it in this point. And I, and I do think she, you're right. She played it so perfectly, and I think it just gives her that opportunity moving forward. Um, to really work with a, a group of people that she probably hasn't had a lot of identification with, because like, really, you look at like who she was close with on Lulu, you know. Um, originally, it was it was Caleb and a lot of the boys, right? And she kind of that's how she stuck around. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was quite masterful. But um, yes, the sanctuary they got to sleep on the night, fun cheat code, but also <laughs> they got these letters from home. Yeah, look, and obviously the letters from home that was a nice moment with quite a few of them. But I want to go back to the selection she made, like. Mm. The guys, the guys, girls think, yeah, like, I'm not sure if that was great. We got obviously good content out of it. We saw the guys. It was great. We're it having like an actual song there, there we know. No, there was no fallback. There was no music. Yeah, it felt like UK Survivor. If, yeah. if anyone's watching that, go check it out. There's a lot of this going on. But. A lot of licensed music. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good vibe, like you know. Drew's, yeah. got, Drew's got his shirt off and he's flexing his muscles and, you know, they're carrying logs and doing boy stuff. That's what we do, you they know. that close to playing Thin Lizzy, the boy's stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so, obviously, when we edit this out, we're going to edit out all our farting and booze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I've been doing. That's all we're been doing. This feels like a bit of a boys' club. Should we have that song in the background? Yeah. But boys are back in uh, town. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think the choice to not take Drew, like from what we see, Drew's Emily's like number one ally, really, that's left in the game. Yeah. She's the confidant. She's like she's going to him more than anyone else, and and leaving him out of this such a, like a reward, not only for food but also for letters from home. Is this a bad move? Is she is she severing that trust that we might say she might need at final five? Look, look, I would say yes. I would usually I would say definitely. He right. this is a bad move, but I think she found the cheat code. I seriously do. This worked out well. She made it an all girls, all boys thing, and, and he also, got he stuff wasn't that devastated in confession. I would have shown it. He was especially mm. like mm. don't don't get uh-huh. me wrong. He 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 is the least. Boy, out of the bodies, <laughs> I guess we should say. Have you seen flex those muscles? I mean, those muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's got going. abs. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's, he's going off. Skinny man abs is hot as shit. But I'm just saying, like, here, I think she found the cheat code. Don't get me wrong. I think Drew being there would have been awesome for her game, and it would have definitely helped. But she's found the scapegoat. She's found the way out mm. of bringing him along. Mm. And it's worked really, really well for her game. Yeah. She now has connections to the other side. She has connections mm. with Austin and Drew. She now has connections with Julie and Dee. 
Yeah, I think I think when you when you're with like the four girls, I mean, I'm not a female, but I can understand. And you, and you have these emotional moments together. You share this bonded experience. You, I imagine you would become a lot closer in a, in a game where you can't trust anyone. You've heard these people's letters from home, from their family, the people they love. Maybe this bonds you a little bit, a little bit extra. And, and in a time of need, they might do something they might they wouldn't ordinarily do or wouldn't have done before. One thing I do want to point out though. Is that normally with you know your, your standard letters from home scene, you do kind of have them read it out to music, and this was done a little bit differently, where we kind of saw a lot of the perspective in confessional, and they kind of read it out. Well, did, they didn't actually read it out, to my knowledge. They kind of read it silently through confessionals and, and built that emotion. Oh yeah, or read it through confessional. Yeah, which I thought was a little interesting because I wonder if for some reason they just worked it out that way or produced that segment that way, where where you weren't getting a lot of other people's perspectives but they still sort of comforted each other and had that solid moment right? absolutely I mean when Katura gets a letter from a mum who she hasn't spoken to in a year it's, oh. it's, it sort of hits you it's like, oh that, that's right. really something we all have a mum or you know yeah. had a mum we mom. all got shit we all, everyone yeah. was born from a mother and it's oh, like I've got, you know, I'll say it I've got an absent parent and if they wrote me a letter um, you know, after not speaking to them for a year, I would get quite a Absolutely. She so chose to not speak to them. No, but it's like, yeah. it makes no sense to me. Well, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll just say, but like, it happens, my, my mum died a few years ago. So yeah. it's like, when you see that sort of thing on TV, you, you, it does connect you with these players. And I'm sure when they're there in the moment, they can all reflect on that and, and think of their own mum at that time. And it might bond them even closer. So, like, I think having these moments together, like I said, it, it does create more, more of a, a bond and a trust that they can use going forward in a um, game sense. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm glad you guys got a lot out of that because <laughs> I, 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 I think I went yeah, Emily, cigarette there. Yeah, but not everyone, look, not everyone gets a lot out of it. No. But again, it's, it's a hyper-personal thing, right? Like, And I think that's the thing. Like, Sometimes, yes, those segments I'll roll my eyes at. Like, you know, if I see a Letters from Home segment and it's only, what, a week into a game... Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and it's maybe not Survivor, it's something like in a Big Brother situation, I'd be like, guys, what are we doing this for? It's like, a bit early. It's like, we've got to get the... Yeah. Or even like early on, sometimes with Australians, I was like, we get the letters from home, like, what, it's day six? I mean, this is like day 15. Yeah. This, this has been two weeks. <laughs> day 15. But then they do, I don't know. That, I think it's they, they still do the quarantine and the whole thing. Like, yeah. I get it. Look, yeah, yeah. Look, look there's, there's, there's months in preparation for this, and you don't know how long it's been since I've talked to their parents. So I, compl- I completely get... The theory in it, I just don't understand it personally myself. Have there a heart, mate. No, I, I got no heart. Have a heart, mate. Talk, talking about not having a heart, can we get to that challenge? That was like my favourite challenge of the season. That's a challenge I'll be good at. I love that challenge. Yeah, it was. It's pretty, like a permanent farmer's walk. It was a pretty standard, like just endurance challenge. I didn't, I didn't get it when it came on the screen. You're like, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, is it going to be good? Because you'd already seen the episode. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, it was fine. It's like a standard endurance. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. How long can you hold on to this thing? Like, exactly. But that isn't that half the thing. Yeah, like, but how there's how long so can many you hold of those. I can hold on to that. I just think there's so many of those. Like I, I, you know, and I've been on record on this. When it's too many of those challenges back to back to back. You get a, you get a situation where someone goes are, on an immunity. Are, are these back to back to back? Fucking Julie came second in the last two. She, you dumbass. She ass. did. She did. Yeah. I think. No, but I just it's the same kind of challenge. Yeah. I just like a variety. Yeah, I, I thought it was just funny when Jeff's like, this is the sort of thing you do at a carnival with a scone. I'm thinking, hey, I've never gone to a carnival to do this challenge whilst I'm eating a scone. Do, 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 do they, they eat scones at carnivals? Yeah, I, I assume he's thing. talking about a scone. Is that what he's talking about? Like a, a, yeah, like a scone. Yeah, okay. yeah, scone. Right. Oh, I just yeah. And then, and then, I'm, I'm glad Jake called him out. Like, what carnival did you go to, Jeff? Because this does not happen. And I agree with Jake. Well, Jeff's the mad scientist, is he not? Like, this is like... He's mad. He's mad. Well, he's kind of a scientist too. But yeah, I think... For me, it was it was such a 
you know, we can talk to death about analogies and, and whether they work sometimes and whether they don't. And, man, if I had a dollar for every uh, analogy that Drew said this episode too, it, well, I would have five dollars because there were a lot of them. Um, but, yeah, this challenge, oh, look, I'll, it was all right. Um, and then we, you know, but I think we get this beautiful moment with Couture, right? Like, and she has this sort of reaction to the water and, um, you know, I think it's a really powerful moment. We've seen these kinds of things at challenges before. Yeah. Do you, do, you th- do you think so? Because I feel like Jeff, yeah. Jeff forced this to be a thing. Like, at the end of it, it's like, oh, we're going to get the boat, and it's going to come and pick you up. Unless you want to jump in the water and swim to the boat. Like, it's the serene moment we had years ago yeah. on the balance beam. That's what it felt like. Yeah, Jeff... And loves, he's forced it. He, Jeff loves to reforce it, yes. That's true. <laughs> but, I, but I still don't think that takes away from the, the moment. Like, yes, Jeff is always going to be... She's the obviously getting up like, like oh, Katura wasn't acting. I feel bad for her. And to yeah. me, like, you do feel bad and it's genuine. But yes, we can become a bit callous when we're like, oh, I've seen that before. Like, in a way, yeah. and I get that too. And, and you've also got to think, like, in that moment, yes, like, there's cameras on him, Jeff's looking to make the best product he possibly can. But Katura's obviously nervous about going in the water and he offers her this option to not go in the water. It's like part of the thing. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's, it's, it's part of the thing. It's like fair enough. Like understandable. She doesn't actually have to go in the water. I would have. Lo- I would have loved her to turn around. It's like Katura. Do you want to go swim to the boat? And she'd be like, "Fuck no, <laughs> bring it over." I asked for it already. But Jeff worked out because when you're stricken by that fear, because I've been in those situations where I've been stricken by that fear, and you just need that calming voice in the in the ether to like is Jeff give you that the calming next step to you? Give you the way out. Sometimes. But it's like a rival podcast. No, 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 no. Uh, but I think just by him giving her the way out, like you can jump over the ladder that she probably wasn't even thinking of in that moment because she was so fear stricken. Yeah. I do think that was a nice moment, even yeah. if it was quote unquote produced. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, we'll we'll give it to her. Let's 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 talk about some other cliche shit. Um, so the three lawyers that we heard about at the start of the game, they're still in the game. Three lawyers, Guys, three lawyers. Did you know that there was a lawyer wow, in this season? Wow! Just confirm who is it, it's Katura, Jake, and, and Julie. Julie, yeah. Julie. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many of them are known to be lawyers? Three out of just, seven. Just, just, just Jake. Jake. Just Jake. Yeah. Just Jake. The rest of them. <laughs> and Depends where's on. Jake in hot water? <laughs> yeah. So it turns out lawyering is bad. Well, I don't think. So. I mean, like you know, we've done lawyers too well before. I mean, I have a degree. I'm not a lawyer by, by trade, um, and I wouldn't have to lie about it in the game because I've never been a lawyer. But I, but I do think it is, it's interesting how, um, in a way, they've been able to kind of manoeuvre it. And, and I mean, they've all played very differently. They've all very different kinds of lawyers too, which I think is is why it works. But I agree. Yeah, yeah I think um, it's quite funny. I, I I would love to know at the end of you know the reunion um, segment, you know, when they're eating their pizza on the island if Jeff touches on the fact that there's three lawyers I, I doubt he will I don't think it's really come up as a point and really it was, it was like the biggest point of the first six well, episodes it was, it was one point but I don't think it was like a, it was kind of like an incidental kind of thing though. yeah I, I think it was more something to talk about I think Look, at the end of the day, I've always said it. Like your profession is not who you are; it's something that you do in your in your job from you know nine to five or whatever. I'm sure being a lawyer is more extensive than that. But these people are obviously different people; they're playing a completely different game to each other. All unique in their own way. So I don't think like being a lawyer is like oh the new the new trend. If you go if you go and survive and you're a lawyer, you're you're a such, copper. You have such a bigger chance. Like yeah, at one stage it was a police it's officer. The, it's or, the new copper. Or like a fireman like Jeremy and stuff. It's like oh yeah, this is a cheat code to win. But yeah, it, at the end of the day, it's your personality and how you how you connect with people and how you can leverage that to your advantage. And I'm so glad we've kind of moved on from the profession being like the main talking point as mm. to 
what divides tribes to begin with. Like, I mean, I'm not. This is no shade to the new thing for Australian survivor, but I do think that, like, in a way, <laughs> moving on from those arbitrary themes and actually making it more about like each individual tribe, it, it makes the viewer want to know more about the people as people. I think, like, I feel like yeah. the professions haven't factored a lot in, like. The fact that we're not getting a lot of confession that in my day to day, like I actually think that that's quite nice because sometimes we get it and they and they end up winning the season like a gabler, right? I've got I've got to hear about how heart surgery is preparing for the game. So yeah, it's like oh, yeah, as a hero, yeah. as a healer, as a hustler, yeah. as as a millennial, as a, like all these things. It's very arbitrary, like you said. Yeah. I think just generic tribes. Just, here's a tribe name. That's your tribe. Work it out. It's much more fun that way. Okay, you get I it more swear, I swear we were swearing about this two years ago. We were just like, no, <laughs> how fucking dare they not do a fucking oh, thing? Like, yeah. well, how dare they? Oh, I'm so angry. And now we're so happy about it. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, let's just be us. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because the thing is, like, David vs. Goliath was such a good theme. And yes. It was such a good season. Yes. But was it a good, a, a good season because of the theme no, or was it just a, the of the casting? And I, I think in my brain, look, I've said this on record too, I think the numbering is confusing. And it, it's confusing in my brain as we move further away from it, and like who was on what season. Look, look, season like forty-one to more. Season forty-one to forty-four are going to be interchangeable in twenty years. One hundred percent. We're not going to think about it. Season forty-five is that first season. Ninety-minute episodes. The ninety-minute episodes. Yeah, we actually get to understand. We actually get to see the strategy. There's there's things to it. There's layers to but this. But I also think in years' time, we'll remember like a lot of the people on this cast. They seem way more memorable because you're right. Because they because we understand. Time. No, because they, they had time. We actually understand. But will we? Know we? Them. But who will we remember in in five years? Who are we going to remember Caleb. in this cast? I think Caleb, Caleb Emily. Emily, Bruce, even Emily and Bruce. Bruce yes, Bruce. physical yeah, yeah. Even Keturah. I'm even not so Jake. sure. I'm not sure about. Oh, Honestly, Emily, Emily and Bruce are like the standouts, and really, apart from that, like as much as I'd love this cast, and I do like a lot of them, but yeah. they're not like these big characters we're going to remember forever. How many are you going to return from this cast? Like, not many. Okay, so so is it is it this cast is just better because of the ninety minute episodes? Yes. Yeah. Ninety minute episodes make everything better. We get more time with them, and that's why I'm enjoying the season more because we're getting more content sure. at the end of the day. But I don't think. I don't Australian think Australian Survivor has 90 minute episodes and I argue that <laughs> no, 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 Australian Survivor is a lot younger okay. Australian Survivor is a lot younger they're still working their shit out and not to mention Mate, we're back in no. 10 years like I feel like <laughs> we, you say that but like it's we not we just had our best season no no no, no. <laughs> To be fair, we, we're about to hit seven years, mate. Settle it. So before you know, we hit ten. To be, like, to be fair, okay. we just had. Uh, we, well, I ranked it as the best season of all time. Yeah. Australian Survivor. So like, it's going the right direction. It it's is. Definitely, it's but definitely. I still think that, like, I do think, like, if I want to understand people more, or if I reflect on, do I understand the players of Survivor Forty Five better than the than the newbies that were on Heroes versus Villains? And maybe that's a bad example. But I'm just trying to kind of compare like for yeah, like yeah, here. Yeah. I would still say I understand those players on 45 more as people than I do those villains, right? Because it's less about these arbitrary confessionals that repeat a lot of information. Yeah. And it is more about like evolving like gameplay to gameplay to gameplay. And it treats the viewer, in my mind, with a little more respect that like they're not just sitting there with their phone half watching it. No, look, I completely agree. Look, let's look at the setup. So we've got Heroes vs. Villains Australia. Yeah. Okay. They bring back 11 returnees. Yes. Those 11 returnees make the game. Yeah. Okay. 100%. We get one or two. We get one or two of the newbies that are actually enjoyable. All of them are some sort of influencer or something guru fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. 
American survivors ditch that. Yes. They're not going for the influence. They're going for the super fan. Yes. And in some ways, we've criticised them for the last five years. Yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, the last five like, seasons. I mean, even this season, seasons. there were people saying yeah. that Brando, Brandon and Drew were the same yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and I yeah. completely get that. I understand completely. Okay, we've criticised the super fan. However, now we're learning about the super This 90 minutes gets us to get in depth and actually understand their moves, understands what they're doing, how they're going. This is the next level of Survivor. This is the next era of Survivor. Yeah. The era didn't start at 41. It started at 45. This is the exciting part. That last little bit was a scary era. Now we're in the good era. Yeah, I... I I, I agree to a point, but at the same time, I think we need to find that balance between super fans and non fans. I think we look at UK Survivor and there's so many non fans, and it's like we complain about that. Yeah. And then, like, we watched Survivor US in the last four and seasons. And I've complained about that because yeah. too many super fans make the game so bland. Everyone's playing under the radar. Everyone's trying to do the same thing because they know optimal strategy. Whereas yes. we want to find that balance, which I think Australian Survivor sort of has found that balance, maybe. Like, I think we're sort of at a point now after, what, eight seasons? Where there is a, there's a good there's a good pool of like fans slash super fans and there's a good pool of like people who don't really know the game and I think that's where you want to be because you want the fans to be able to use people that don't know the game to their advantage yes. and that's why that's when you get big moves happening and people who flip it who don't really know what they're doing but they make you give an happen. idol to someone exactly on three like yeah that's that's what I think it's all it's all about the mix right and I yeah. think if you look back on but but I will say I I think as they move forward like the the idea of themes. I would like to see it come back in a way just so it, I'm allowed to differentiate in my mind a little better. Um, but I think overall, it, it's exciting for it to be heading in the right direction. And I don't know if this decision was kind of forced on them because the network needed the content because of the writer's strike. Like, let's be honest, that's probably why 90-minute <laughs> episodes were even considered in the first place. But I hope it continues. I think it will continue as it will definitely continue. Well, well and truly. Well. Um, because it's been so well received. And, yeah. uh, but I do think that um, maybe they'll add a little bit more to the mix and give us a few more of these quote-unquote recruits and, um, and, but just mix them in with these super fans so that the gameplay doesn't get stifled. But also, I think, and you guys have probably said this too, this was the first episode everyone got on home, right? Yeah. Like this is this is no, we haven't said this yet. Okay, yeah. let, let's let's let's, let's discuss it, right? Dude, this is the first, the final eight, the first pure vote. Everyone got a vote. There was no 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 votes at risk. Vote. No oh, votes going to the reward yeah, challenge. It's, like it's, this, this is the first episode, a pure vote at the final eight. Okay, we've had votes. There were twenty people at the start of the game. It was the final. It was ten people, and then we've had. 13 player votes. Now we get the first pure vote at the final eight. What can you tell me about that, mate? Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, I think, obviously, this is what they want to go for. Like Jeff said, he wants the small tribes, nowhere to hide, you know, six-person tribes. Then we go to the merge and we split up into small groups and then, yeah, we see people losing their votes. And I don't love that. I love to see, like, a bigger vote because I think there's more room to do something. Um, but at the same time, in a bigger vote, it's easier just to go with the numbers and just pile on, pile on votes. So, yeah. look, it's got its pros and cons. Like, have these votes been super exciting? I'd probably argue they haven't been, but um, I guess tonight was... Uh, the excitement was, is Bruce going to play his idol or not? And I, I think that... It's almost an old school like tournament or a pre-40 callback, Yeah, right? exactly. Like it went back to that kind of thing and, and it was it, it was exciting, right? I mean, we've had exciting votes over the last few episodes. I mean, Caleb shot in the dark while, while some could argue a very manufactured moment. Still, people were yelling at the TV, quite excited. It went off. It, it went, went off, right? It went off. 
I mean, we don't need well, I wouldn't say again. it's manufactured, but... Well, I, I don't think we need the yeah. shot in the dark again. Like, I feel like maybe after it goes off, like, in the way that it did with Caleb, yeah. you probably were like, seen it, let's yeah, get rid done. of it now. Yeah. Mm. But, but this moment, I think, it, it, um, it felt like a callback to that early yeah. kind of thing. And it, and it felt exciting, because in a way, like, I was shocked that Bruce wasn't going to do it. Blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Blew your mind, really? I was like, he yeah, has to yeah, play the idol. Like, does he not play the idol? How dumb is this? Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah, but that's because, I, and, and I find that amusing because I think if you've got such a low estimation of Bruce, you're probably trying to will it into the ether that he doesn't play it, and then you're not surprised <laughs> or like, I said, look, well, you idiot, look, of course you play. Let's 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 yeah. get let's get into this a yeah. little bit. Like, yeah. let's go back. Let's go back. Okay, when was the last time we said Begongi? We said that yeah. at South Pacific. Yeah. That is ten years ago. Yeah. South Pacific was ten years ago. We don't mm. we don't go this. This new era has gone back in somewhat. Yes, don't get me wrong. People lose their votes. The strategy is like groundbreaking. But it's benefited Reba. It's benefited Reba. And and it benefited Tika last season. This is... We are going back in some ways, even though we're going forward. Everything's changing. But do you think think it benefited Reba? And Reba didn't go to trouble that often. So I, I think comparing it to last season is... Is a little odd because yeah, you obviously had three from Tika, but it's, and they were a hardcore unit. But it was because they were kind of on the periphery and in yeah. between a lot of things. Whereas Reaper have been a real driving force, and they've had the twists go their way to kind of now be in a position where they've got this majority. But I don't think it's going to hold. I mean, I don't. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't even say that the twist went their way. They've just been able to keep their friendship a secret to a certain extent. Now it's out. Yeah. Now and now it's very very obvious. But up until like last week, the week before. They, it they wasn't. You have to assume, but then they let C2 go. They let J Meyer go. They they've they've been yeah. very very smart about this. This is one of the smartest pagongings ever. Yeah. If this does turn into a final four as the final river, it, it won't. It won't. Yeah. It won't. Emily's. We can see Emily. We, sure. well, that's a big shit going in. But this is old school Survivor in a new school era. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it's playing with less, I guess, less strategy, but it's sticking to your numbers, which you know, which is good. But I think at the start of the episode, we see, like, the Reba 4 get, like, illuminated as, like, oh, they're actually together. It's actually these four versus the rest of us. Fine. And Fine. It, Fine. Yeah, I mean, it's taken a while, but... I think we've been watching this. Um, I think Emily's the one to sort of bring it up, and to, to um, I think it was Bruce at the time, and just say, hey, like, they're a foursome, and if we don't do something... Um, they're going to pick us off. Mm. And I think this is sort of planting the seed for what actually happens with Bruce later in the episode. Like, Emily sort of puts it in his head, like, there's are four, we need to get against them. So she's already sort of getting him ready, like, hey, I need your vote, we need Julia, and, and that's what ultimately what happens in the end. And it's probably a good reason but why he doesn't But it's funny because it. you think, in, in the traditional sense, someone will be planting that seed so there's like, make a move against them. Yeah. And then the exact opposite. Well, yeah, I think she's just set it up and giving herself options. So she yeah. can either go one way or the other. Well, I've set a... a before and I'm not sure if the votes were there if she wanted to go the other way but at the end of the day she got bruised out with an idol it's a pretty good play oh, let, me, let me tell you a story let me, <laughs> let, 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 let's bring it back everyone let's, let's settle it down let's, let me tell you a story okay so the start of this episode Bruce has an idol he tells Katora oh, I don't actually have the idol I gave it to Kelly holy shit I fucked up I gave it to Kelly I thought knowledge's power is out there and then Katora's like, whoa, whoa, like, really? And then, then Bruce is like, no, 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 but you believe me, right? And this is, like, the smartest person to tell this to, right? Yeah. Because Katora is just completely on Bruce's side. Okay? And then he goes and he tells Jake. And Jake's never been on Bruce's side. They've hated each other since the start, obviously, as we as we all... And he tells Jake, no, I don't actually have the idol. And he does, 
and which is a smart move. Like, let's be serious. Jake leaks this out. This is awesome. It, it, it yeah. scatters. Okay. Except Jake has actually been on Bruce's side. Katara has never been on Bruce's side. <laughs> I think I think the plan is a good, uh, actually I really like the plan in theory. And sure. I think where does it fail though? Well, I think giving it to the right people to let it leak leak organically is great because it's not and not telling anyone. You're not forcing it out. It's sort of coming out through other people, which is good. That's what you want. You want rumors to spread. But the thing that the, the sort of ruins the plan. First of all, Kellen, Kellen, yeah, telling Katura is was a bad idea. But even past that. The numbers are still there to split a vote. So it's not protecting you at all. Because whether Bruce has the idol or not, the vote still goes down the exact same way. They still split the vote on Bruce and Jake, and he still goes home. So this is a great plan to do if you survive this one and you're there next time, where the numbers maybe you can't split. Maybe he's got enough trust in people where they can't split a vote properly. If I if I don't have this idol, they're going to vote all on me, and I can play the idol and pick someone to go. That's where it falls apart. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, th- I think you are right there. But I think ultimately... Bruce, look, maybe I'm being mean, but I just don't think he had the strategic chops to see that far ahead and and see where he was going with it. Like, yes, he's a fan. Yes, he's played before from one day. Uh, but like, ultimately... <laughs> you know, 14 hours. Yeah, 14 hours. <laughs> the way he goes on about it, oh my God. Ah, uh, made it seem like he played more than that. Uh, but I, I just think that there is a degree of hubris that we've seen in all the editing from him all season that drove that decision to go the way that it did because it's like, oh, I'll tell Keturah, then I'll lie to Keturah. I'll tell Jake, yeah, that was good. So I think that all of that hubris has now finally come to a head, both from the edit and the actions of this episode, and it's now left him with a great souvenir in his pocket, but not a position in the game. Mm. And, and like continuing that story and if I kept going it would have just been like Jake then tells Brew mm-hmm. uh, Drew Drew's like oh my god this is great Bruce doesn't have an idol and then as soon as Katori gets back because she went straight to all the girls straight away and told everyone he fucked up yeah Bruce I'm sorry Katori was never on your side you should have jokingly faked to Jake and lied to Katori <laughs> Well, I think it gave us that moment with Jake and Drew, which is which is a lot of fun. I thought um, Jake telling Drew about Brizotel, it sort of bonded them a little bit. That a bit of trust, and then <laughs> that when, lasted long. But, no, but then when cute. it was cute, but and then when, when Jake started throwing out Drew's name, and they had this, uh, this argument, great argument, love this sort of mobster scene, and he's a goon. It was just fun. I love when people argue, and you can see that neither of them wants to like full blow up, but they're sort of like holding it back, and they're just going at each other more in the confessionals than anything. But geez, it was fun. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I think um, you know, I, I think there was some like arguing, and I, I love a, I love an argument that's like not really malice intended, and it's like you're just a moron, or you're a moron. It's a bit petty. It's, it's petty, and it's but it's it's in a way that a friend would argue. Yes, yeah. and, and, yeah. and you can almost understand exactly why they did it. So Emily comes to Jake, and she's like, "Okay, if Bruce doesn't play his idol, you're going home." And Jake's like, "Okay, who who's bringing this up?" He brings up the name Drew. Emily just nods along. Okay, he brings up the name Drew because Drew is his in. Drew is the person talking to him. Yeah, he's the only person he has some sort of trust in in this entire game at this moment. Yeah. Okay. So, Drew, uh, Jake's like, okay, oh shit, no, Drew's throwing my name out. Drew's throwing everyone's name out. Drew yeah. doesn't give a shit. He's throwing everyone's name out. He's, he's just going with the numbers. He's saying yes, yes, yes to everyone. Yeah. Jake doesn't understand this because he's taking this personally. Okay. Drew has combos with him because he's trying to get closer to Jake. Yeah. Okay. Jake 
feels bad that Drew's bringing his name up because Drew's closer to Jake. Yeah. And then Jake throws Drew's name out because he's offended that Drew's closer to Jake. This is bullshit. Mm. This is absolute bullshit and it's just a complete squabble that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. It was fun, but it was fun. It was it was, it was fun to watch, but it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And they're, 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 it's because they're closer together than anyone else. They're the best type of fights, where it's just for no reason. It's just funny. It's I had a good I had a good struggle. Yeah. Can we can we talk about Jake for a second? Like where where is he going? Like for three weeks in a row, he's been our pick to go home. And every time they've sort of used Jake as like a decoy to mask like the real vote. So like what are we gonna see this again next week where it's like, oh it's gonna be Jake, Jake's on the bottom and then Katura goes or Emily goes, like where does Jake have anything can he build anything out of this or is he just going to be kept along just till the end he had, he had something he could have built he could have built something with Bruce but that fucked up well I think he's, you're right he's giving it's like it's a classic cat with nine lines edit yeah. it's like it's almost in a way the Charlie Brown edit we heard that this well this, yeah this, we yeah, did yeah the Charlie yeah, Brown the Charlie we heard Brown it edit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know it's even you know shades of early George in like you know it's George going home we'll put some votes yeah. but it's like Jake has less agency like Jake just has no agency no agency yeah he's trying really hard to connect he's trying really hard to but his reads are all off and I think I think if I really had to analyse it I think it just gives the the idea that he's going to be V0 vote finalist yeah we're going to get to five and four and then who's going to waste it on Jake there's so many other threats left and like he's taken one of those seats I just think that's the thing I, I we said last week I think he's sort of been depowered and, and like devalidated as a player now he's just sort of along for the ride and yeah. he'd be a good person to take to the end in saying that I think the jury might be on his side like he has Caleb because Caleb was going to get rocks for him Kelly was on his side. Kendra's on his side. Like, there's three votes out of... You know, Bruce, uh, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce wasn't it. You only need four votes to win. There's people who are going to look at him and be like, you had no agency. What did you own? What moved you? You don't need like, to, I don't think. Pinta, 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 jury. One no, move. own one He was going to go for rocks for Caleb. He's getting his vote. Is yeah, that question? He pushed hard. He pushed hard. I don't know about that. I think we'd need to we'd need to check the tape. Check if you, the tape. <laughs> if you're anti-Reba, he's a good option, I think. If you're anti-Reba, if he goes with two Rebas, He's got a good chance there. If three Reavers are in the end, how do you how do you, how do you decide who to vote for? Well, if two, if two, you vote for Jake. You you vote for the Reaver that seems like the leader, to be honest. And it's not like they split it against the Reavers. When a dominant alliance gets to the end, it's always like the uh, like two of the dominant alliance get to the end. Yeah. it's always one person that cla- seems to yeah, be more fair. of the leader, that's right? Fair, yeah. And so in that instance, like if if we're ranking of the four who's got more leadership potential. I think a lot of the female CD as like, you know, someone who's, you know, again, D versus Julie, I think D would win. Oh, D wins. I think we, we, we discussed this Austin, yeah. like, So I, I think in that respect, like, just I just don't think, I don't see a path for Jake to win. I could be wrong. And Jake could be the winner of Survivor 45. I would love it. But I just don't see a path for him. I think he's the zero vote finalist. Look, I, I'm, I'm actually sort of I'm, I'm struggling to see past next week. Okay, now we've discussed Jake for the last three weeks. Jake's going home. Jake's going home. Jake's going home. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know if I said that in the predictions, but it's got to be I'm close. Pretty certainly did. Yeah, it would not surprise me. Look, next week. Me just thinking about the numbers next week. Okay, we yes we hear next time on Survivor, D and Austin get closer. Julie wants to throw shit up, like everything like that. But even Julie and Jake. We haven't seen them have a relationship. We haven't seen anything there. And something has to come out of this. Unless Emily and Julie get together, which we have not seen up until this point, 
there is no way for Jake to get out of next week. Gatora's not getting aimed at. She's she she's to me a zero vote finalist. We've seen Bruce, 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 Bruce. That's it. That's all we got. Mm. Okay. Well, I don't know Jake, about that. Jake Jake is a hard threat. Okay? Because that underdog thing comes up. That underdog, that, that Charlie Brown, you always fuck up, but you somehow dig to the end. And he's got Does friends on the jury. And he's got friends on the jury. It, the entire jury's his friend. At the at moment, moment, at at the moment, moment he's got the votes. It's, at this moment, it's... Jake, he's got Jake, four Jake, votes. Jake, Jake, Jake. They're Wait, for Jake. Look, you, you saw Caleb. You saw Caleb. I'm not uh, saying three, like... Three votes for Jake. And he's just like, just wait, just wait. We're good, we're good. Kelly Hart was breaking for Jake. She said it during the trial. Let's... Look, let's... let's Fuck this. Let's stop talking about it. Let's talk about next week. Let's All fucking right. get next into the prediction. Let's do predictions. Next week on Survivor. Well, before the predictions for next week, let's look at what we said last week. Previously on Survivor. Look, I think this really before, they've got another week together at least. Um, there's there's still too many loose, loose ends in Katua, Bruce, and Jake. So are they going to target those three? Um, and I do think it's going to be like Bruce or Jake. Bruce has the immunity still, the idol, which I expect him to play if he doesn't win immunity. If he does, I don't think he's going to give it to Jake. He's not going to give the idol to Jake. So I'm going to say Jake's going to go home next week. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, if Bruce does the right thing and plays the idol, I'm bang on. But how can you blame me for not getting that right? I, look, I don't hold it against you because... That was a you perfect did, read. You, you didn't think about Emily. I didn't think about Emily. I didn't think Emily, about Bruce Emily being so... Bruce is so stupid not playing it. I didn't think about that. Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah. And that's the mistake we all make. Look, look let's, 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 we'll, give we'll give you a half. We'll give you a half. We don't do halves either. Hey, do we do... Bam, bam. It's, def- oh. it's just incorrect. Family feud. Let's let's see what you said. All right, this, this is gonna be worse. I bet you. I'm going to say yes. I think Jake is the biggest target. I think his his name's definitely going out there. I'm gonna go out on a little bit of a limb, and I'm gonna say Drew is going to pick up that how powerful D is. <laughs> I think he's smart enough. I think Bruce, his idol gets played and, or he wins immunity. He's not going home. I think Drew targets Tora because from a complete 100% guess, I'm guessing Katura is closest with D. They talked about the women's thing earlier in the season, like last episode, that sort of thing. I think they have a better connection. And I think they're going to slip. They're going to like almost force D's hand and make Katora go home next week. That's my predictions. It's horrible. Well, that was bad. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, I mean, I was almost right, but I was wrong. But then there's you who was like so wrong it was not funny. He's like wrong, yeah, wrong, I, wrong, I, wrong. I went out on a limb. I went out on a limb. <laughs> I said it at the start. I went out on a limb and it didn't work. No, it oh. didn't work. Well, let's let's talk about next week. Let's talk about next week. So we've talked about Drew, uh, Jake going home for the last three weeks. I'm saying next week he goes home. Okay. This this Rima four stick together <laughs> one more vote. We're going out on a limb. The final seven vote is a unanimous vote on Jake. Look, it's, I, I can I can definitely see that, but the thing is, we see in the preview that everyone's saying different names, and it's like, I think this is the week the Reaper Four breaks up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say the Reaper Four is breaking up. 
Emily's at the harbour at all, so Emily's safe. She's going to get Jake on board with maybe two of the Reavers, maybe Drew and Austin. So they target Katura, maybe. I'm going to say D. D's going to be the target. D's goes Ooh. home. Oh. Huge goal. Oh. D's my winner pick. She ain't going home next week. <laughs> okay, so now I feel bad because I think, I think Mac, you're, you're onto something here. I think Ooh. I think the preview isn't just a little like pepper spray smoke screen. I think D uh, could be in trouble here. I, I'm going to go so far as to say D would be the prime Reaver person to go home. So I think a Reaver's going home and it's D. Okay. I was Look, more just. I, I, just <laughs> I just want to throw in, like, it's Julie that looks like she's going against this. Okay. Are we sure D is the right Reaver person to go home? From Julie's perspective, Julie and D have a working relationship. They had the closest relationship out of the Reaver fall. So then maybe it's true. So, <laughs> I, so if, if we're going to do this. Then I feel like we've got a Drew and Austin situation. Okay. Here's the thing. I said it as more of a hopeful <laughs> hopeful thing to throw out there. I didn't realise Adam was so keen on it. Oh, I'm keen on it. I love a flip. I love a flip. We all love it. We, we, we all we love it. We hate seeing one thing just go to the end, right? Unless we love them, love them, love them. But like, I don't love, love, love the river before. I mean, you know, if you ask me who I want to see win this game right now, I'd say Emily. So basically, anyway, Emily can... I think Emily's safe. Like, yeah. love, so. Emily's, Emily's a power player right now. She's the safest, I think. She's going to dictate where this sort of next two two votes go before the finale. So, yeah, yeah big 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 few weeks for Emily coming up. Yeah, big few weeks for Emily. Okay, let's get into let's eulogise Bruce. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to start. Then we'll let Adam talk his shit. Yeah, <laughs> Mac, finish Mac, on a positive. Then, then Mac, then Mac can say what he thinks. Okay, we, we look, call that a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so look, Bruce, as a player, I would not say he is the greatest. He has definitely old-school views on how to deal with people. Um, As a character, hilarious, okay? Don't get me wrong, last week was a huge one, obviously giving him a softer side so we could see more than just a one-dimensional person. I really enjoyed him. I think he brought great things to the season. Without Bruce, Katura could be a boring person. Who knew? Mm, I okay, I think I think Bruce did really really well as a memorable moment. Uh, did you hear he played last season of Survivor? He's a minor celebrity. I don't know if you I don't know if you knew this, but it's a thing. And uh, will he return? Did he get his chance this time? He, I I don't see why not. He he could be a returning player. He is polarizing enough that he would get the option to play again he could bring some more shit he could keep people on their toes it could be enjoyable hit us up Adam I'll say oh, I mean you, you kind of already said some negative stuff about me but look look I he was as a player in, mate as a player <laughs> as a player awful I mean let's be honest like and I do think it's so funny to me that of we've had people be medevaced early before and there have been so many backs who've not been given a shot. So we, I find it really difficult to pass that Bruce was somehow this guy that got so hard done by that he got immediately asked back. Like, I find mate, it really the character. The character was awesome. It was I, day one, mate. It was six hours. There's people that have gone quite later in the piece who shouldn't have been many backs. Like I think of Neil and Co-Rong. Like there are there are similar situations where they've not been asked back, and I think why. Like. I don't know what it was within Bruce that they thought, oh, let's bring him back. Clearly, they proved it this season. Like, I, I just think he was originally cast to be fodder. He was probably going to go home anyway. Yeah, the Tiger 3. Think of the Tiger 3, how they would have handled him. 
They would have voted him out. They would have voted him out. No one would have stood for his thing. He's lucky. Like, I think that we, we forget to point this out. This was the second time he was vulnerable. So, like, to go when it's the second time you're actually vulnerable at the vote, I think um, does speak to maybe you, how you might not be the best player, regardless of placing in the overall 18, right? Yeah. Um, will, he, will he play again? I actually think you're right. He probably will. Uh, because there have been annoying three-time players. And it wouldn't surprise me if he joined that list. So, yeah. That's how I eulogise Bruce. But, yeah, my favourite episode of the season. And I'm so excited because I <laughs> like everyone left. And I can't wait to see what will happen now. Look, as, as a character, Bruce was fantastic. He, he, he's a divisive person. Like, even amongst the three of us. Some of us love him and some of us hate him. So... That's what you want in any character. I don't care if you love him or hate him. You want to have an opinion. You want a reaction. You want an opinion. You don't want a middle-of-the-road person who, oh, yeah, they were okay. Do you remember him? Oh, not really. But he will be memorable. Bruce will live in the memory as a player that, yeah, he had a... I didn't like him for a long part of the season, but the last few weeks, I've really started to enjoy him, and I really appreciated what he's brought to the season. I think he... he The way people talk about him is fun. I think the whole Katura bruce war was highlight of the season for me. It's shades of the Chris Noble Dominic Wall, which I yeah, like love that. that. Like just a petty vendetta. We need more people on Survivor to have petty vendettas. Yeah, like I miss like even like Jenna Louise and Nick in Australian Survivor bickering. Like that stuff is funny to me. Yeah, I know some people think oh it, like it's negative and it takes them out of it. I'm like we'll watch a different show. No, it's fun because yeah. we don't see it as much now with all these super fans because no one wants to get in these these uh, open arguments in front of everyone. But I love the the fact that Emily called him out on, on day one on the mat. I think that was a great moment as well. Um, so he had everything. As a player, he was not the best. Like He didn't read the room very well. He didn't manage his relationships with the people he very played, well. He didn't play an idol when he should have played an idol. That was, that was obviously a huge one without the idol play. But I think when, when you hear Kelly... So when you hear him talk about Kelly, like I treated her like my daughter... That was where he went wrong. Like these people aren't your kids. They, they are. They're not as. They're probably older than your kids. You got to treat them as human adults who are on the same level as you. Like I treat my daughter as someone who's younger than me, who I have power over. She. I don't treat her as like an equal adult who has the same mind I do. Like, but in a game of Survivor, you need to do that. You need to treat these people as as though they're your counterpart. They're not. They're not underneath you. Which I think was Bruce, Bruce's biggest mistake. Um, overall, yeah, very enjoyable. I hope he returns. Honestly, I really do. And we can vote it out first. Yeah, whether or not he lasts, it doesn't matter to me. I think we. I think he, play, he gives good content through his yeah, few episodes. I think we missed out on the Carolyn Bruce dynamic. That would have been unreal last season, but at least I'm glad he got to come back and I'm glad he made an impact. But to go out with an all in your pocket is just such poor gameplay from his part. He, he should have read the room better, and um, I'm disappointed for him, honestly. Look, I, lo- I loved how you said that. Like, his issue was treating people as if he was above them. And I, I, I loved how you said that. That was, that was very, very well done. Okay, getting off this, getting off Bruce, let's talk about someone we actually want to talk about. Let's talk about Buckle's buff of the episode. Okay, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling that people might... Say the same answer? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Well, okay. let's get to it then. Let's, let's get to it. Okay, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that we could even... Pick from in this episode. Emily's mine. No, Emily's mine. It's Queen Emily Flippin. Emily Flippin. Emily. And whether whether it was all her or not, the edit proved it was all her. The edit showed it was all her. It gave us everything we got. Uh, Max got to say something. I can see he wants to say something. Matt, where are you going with this, Mac? I'm going through our notes to try and find another reason, and I want to point out, like, 
he's not going to get my buff. But Jake, to vote for Bruce, to be aware that you know we're not going down the Mama J route, we're, we're going down the split vote Bruce and Jake. He voted for Bruce where Bruce did not vote for Jake. And that is the reason Bruce went home. So Jake ultimately held it in his hands, he did the right thing. Props to Jake. But I think... But the thing is, if we give credit to Emily, regardless if Bruce believed it or not, if he plays the idol, like... It's all done. Like, it's, all, it's, all, it's all fucked and but, Jake goes but, home. But Bruce and or Jake... Emily gets nothing. But it's the same person, Bruce or Jake. It's a, a, to me, there's no difference. Yeah, it, there's it no net loss. Yeah, Emily. Emily didn't really gain anything from this. She didn't take the shot at Mama Jay at all. So... Forget it. I'm going Jake. Jake gets a buff for voting out Bruce. There you go. Saved himself. Wow. Shit. Wow. Shit. That's Jake's first buff. Well deserved, Jake. No, well deserved. He'll be around to the finale. He's getting another buff. Just out of spite. Let's explain why we think it's Emily. Okay. Emily says it to us. This is on her. Whether Bruce plays his idol or not, it's on her. Emily has the options. She has the conversations with Keturah, Jake, Bruce. Okay? Emily gets to pick. She feels she has a better working relationship with Jake and Keturah than she does with Good Bruce. Good on Jake, then. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Alright. Like, I know. I got, you can't talk to idiots. Like, <laughs> Emily gets my bum. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I understand the Emily vote. And look. I definitely considered it extremely highly until I started talking about it. <laughs> and that's where I got I saved myself because I was so convincing. Okay. Alright, let's 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 get into it. Okay, we got Sabaya, we lost her on one, we lost Caleb on one, we have Julie, Katora, and Jake on one. Jake gets his first. We also lose Bruce on one. On two, we lost Kelly. Austin and Dee both have two. Then we have Drew on three. And all of a sudden, finally in this season, Emily jumps out on six as first. Go, girl. Go, <laughs> I'm so happy to be part of an episode where Emily's in front. Is that, is that both She's episodes? She's been in front all the season. Have you given her both your buffs this season, Adam? I think I have. But yeah. well, stop putting me on episodes think, where I think, she's I think, the best. I think, I think we're 2-2-2. Between us in this season, it's 2 2 2. <laughs> and yes, two of them were Adam, and he's only been on two episodes. Alright, let's get into this. Adam, what do you got going on? <laughs> oh, look, as always, I encourage uh, people to follow me on my socials at Adam Ritter, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, I'm not calling it that other name, and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, nope. Uh, it is Twitter to me, uh, and it's through my plugin. Uh, it's still Twitter. So yeah, um, I do tweet about the show every now and then. Um, also, um, yeah, just gearing up for the end of the year, and um, I hope everyone stays safe this silly season. And um, as a recommendation, if you are looking for another great show to watch, because Survivor uh, is, we, we do have three episodes of it a week, but uh, Squid Game: The Challenge is on Netflix, uh, about to end. Last episode next week. How is that? It is incredible. I love it. If you are a reality TV lover. Jump on Squid Game the Challenge. Okay. Um, there are some voting outs. There's some eliminations. It's all some of it's very random, but I think if you love the original, this is that taken to the extreme and put on a reality competition band on it. Oh, awesome! Cool. cool. Yeah. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, look. Obviously, we're doing this podcast live at, at my house, and uh, we just fired the pizza oven up. Big night ahead of us. Plenty of pizza. A few beers. Beer few yarns. <laughs> Beer pong apparently is happening. Buckles brings a beer pong cup. So what are we doing? Is that we're having beer pong? There's three of us here, mate. It's not a party, but Jackie's coming back. We're, we're doing that. Should be a good night. 
And then, uh, yeah, just uh, another weekend. UK Survivor coming up Sunday, Monday. And uh, we'll pot about that later in the week. Um, don't follow me and Mac personally. Get us, <laughs> on, get, get us on Survivor Buffs, Blind Sides and Banter on Facebook. Get us on Survivor underscore 3BS on Instagram and Survivor 3BS on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Bring it back, um, guys. Guys, this has been awesome. I've been Buckles. He's been Adam. He's been Mac. You've been awesome. See you next time. Bye. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Bye. Is this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.